Sahih al-Bukhari. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Bukhari. The English translation is by Dr. Muhammad Mursin Khan. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih al-Bukhari, The Book of Wasaya, Wills and Testaments, Chapter on Al-Wasaya, The Wills, and the Statement of the Prophet, peace be upon him, one should have his wasaya, last will and testament, written and kept ready with him, and the statement of Allah Almighty, it is prescribed for you, when death approaches any of you, if he leaves wealth, that he makes a bequest to parents up to some unjust. Quran, Chapter 2, Verse 180-182 Narrated Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, It is not permissible for any Muslim who has something to will to stay for two nights without having his last will and testament written and kept ready with him. Narrated Umar bin al-Harith the brother of the wife of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, Juwadiyah bint al-Harith. When Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, died, he did not leave any dirham or dinar, that is, money, or a slave, or a slave woman, or anything else except his white mule, his arms, and a piece of land, which he had given in charity. Narrated Talhah bin Musarrif. I asked Abdullah bin Abi Awfah, May Allah be pleased with him. Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, make a will? He replied, No. I asked him, How is it then that the making of a will has been enjoined on people, or that they are ordered to make a will? He replied, The Prophet, peace be upon him, bequeathed Allah's book, that is, the Qur'an. Narrated Al-Aswad In the presence of Aisha, some people mentioned that the Prophet, peace be upon him, had appointed Ali by will as his successor. Aisha said, When did he appoint him by will? Verily, when he died, he was resting against my chest, or said, in my lap, and he asked for a wash basin and then collapsed while in that state, and I could not even perceive that he had died. So when did he appoint him by will? Chapter on one would rather leave one's inheritors wealthy than leaving them poor, begging others. Narrated Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came visiting me while I was sick in Mecca. Amir, the sub-narrator, said, and he disliked to die in the land whence he had already migrated. He, that is, the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, May Allah bestow his mercy on Ibn Afra. Sa'ad bin Khawla. I said, O Messenger of Allah, may I will all my property in charity? He said, No. I said, Then may I will half of it? He said, No. I said, One third? He said, Yes, one third. Yet even one third is too much. It is better for you to leave your inheritors wealthy than to leave them poor, begging others. And whatever you spend for Allah's sake will be considered as a charitable deed, even the handful of food you put in your wife's mouth. 
Allah may lengthen your age so that some people may benefit by you and some others be harmed by you. At that time, Sa'ad had only one daughter. Chapter on To Will One-Third of One's Property Al-Hasan said, Adhimmi, that is, a non-Muslim living under the protection of an Islamic government, is not allowed to will more than one-third of his property. And Allah Almighty said, And so judge you, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, among them by what Allah has revealed. Quran, Chapter 5, Verse 49 Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. I recommend that people reduce the proportion of what they bequeath by will to the fourth of the whole legacy. For Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, One-third, yet even one-third is too much. Narrated Sa'ad, may Allah be pleased with him. I fell sick, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, paid me a visit. I said to him, O Allah's Messenger, I invoke Allah that he may not let me expire in the land whence I immigrated, that is, Mecca. He said, May Allah give you health and let the people benefit by you. I said, I want to will my property, and I have only one daughter, and I want to will half of my property to be given in charity. He said, Half is too much. I said, Then I will one-third. He said, One-third. Yet even one-third is too much. The narrator added, So the people started to will one-third of their property, and that was permitted for them. Chapter on The Saying of a Testator to the Executor Look after my son, and what is permissible for the executor to claim. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Utbah bin Abi Waqqas entrusted his son to his brother Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas, saying, The son of the slave girl of Zam'ah is my illegal son. Take him into your custody. So, during the year of the conquest of Mecca, Sa'ad took the boy and said, This is my brother's son whom my brother entrusted to me. Abd bin Zamah got up and said, he is my brother and the son of the slave girl of my father and was born on my father's bed. Then both of them came to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and Sa'ad said, O Allah's Messenger, this is my brother's son whom my brother entrusted to me. Then Abd bin Zama got up and said, This is my brother and the son of the slave girl of my father. Allah's Messenger said, O Abd bin Zama." This boy is for you as the boy belongs to the bed where he was born, and for the adulterer is the stone. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to his wife, Saudah bint Zama, Screen yourself from this boy, when he saw the boy's resemblance to Utbah. Since then, the boy did not see Saudah till he died. Chapter on if a patient gives an evident, clear sign by nodding, is that sign to be taken as a valid evidence? Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. A Jew crushed the head of a girl between two stones. She was asked, Who has done so to you? So and so? So and so? Till the name of the Jew was mentioned, whereupon she nodded in agreement.
So the Jew was brought and was questioned till he confessed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, then ordered that his head be crushed with stones. See Hadith number 2413. Chapter on A Legal Heir Has No Right to Inherit Through a Will Footnote In Islam, what the deceased leaves is distributed among his heirs according to a certain ratio. The deceased may bequeath one-third of his property to other than his legal heirs who should not inherit by means of such a will. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The custom in olden days was that the property of the deceased would be inherited by his offspring. As for the parents of the deceased, they would inherit by will of the deceased. Then Allah cancelled from that custom whatever he wished and fixed for the male double the amount inherited by the female and for each parent a sixth of the whole legacy and for the wife an eighth when the deceased leaves children or a fourth when the deceased is childless, and for the husband a half or a fourth. Chapter on Giving in Charity at the Time of Death Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. A man asked the Prophet peace be upon him, O Allah's Messenger, what kind of charity is the best? He replied, To give in charity when you are healthy and greedy, hoping to be wealthy and afraid of becoming poor. Don't delay giving in charity till the time comes when you are on the deathbed, when you say, Give so much to so and so, and so much to so and so. And at that time, the property is not yours, but it belongs to so and so, that is, your inheritors. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty After the payment of legacies he may have bequeathed or debts. Quran, Chapter 4, Verse 11 It is mentioned that Shurayh, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Tawus, Ata' and Ibn Udayna regarded as valid the acknowledgement of a debt by a sick man. Al-Hasan said, The most valid charity is what is given on the last day of one's present life and the first day of the life to come, that is, on the day one dies. Ibrahim and Al-Hakam said, If a sick person absolves an heir from debt, the heir is regarded as absolved. Rafi' bin Khadij made a will that his wife, Fazariya, should not let anybody share with her the contents of her house. Al-Hasan said, If somebody on his deathbed says to his slave, I have freed you, the manumission is valid. Ash-Sha'bi said, If a dying woman says, My husband has paid what he owed me, and I have received it, her confession is valid. Some people say, The dying person's confession of debt to some of his heirs is not valid, because such a confession rouses suspicion. But they approved of a confession concerning a trust, goods, and silent partnership. But the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Avoid suspicion. Suspicion is the worst of false tales. It is not legal for one to eat up the Muslim's wealth unjustly. For the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The sign of a hypocrite is that when he is entrusted with something, he proves treacherous. And Allah Almighty said, 
Verily, Allah commands that you should render back the trusts to those to whom they are due. Quran, chapter 4, verse 58. Without restricting this order to the heirs or some other people. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The signs of a hypocrite are three. Whenever he speaks, he tells a lie. Whenever he is entrusted, he betrays, proves dishonest. Whenever he promises, he breaks his promise. See Hadith number 33. Chapter on The Explanation of the Statement of Allah Almighty After Payment of Legacies That They May Have Bequeathed or Debts Quran Chapter 4 Verse 12 the Prophet, peace be upon him, is reported to have judged that the debt should be paid before the execution of the will. The statement of Allah Almighty, Verily, Allah commands that you should render back the trusts of those to whom they are due. Quran, chapter 4, verse 58. So returning the trust must take precedence over the execution of the voluntary will. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, no giving in charity is recommended, except if one is wealthy. Ibn Abbas said, A slave cannot make a will without his master's consent. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, A slave is a guardian of the property of his master. Narrated Urwah bin Az-Zubayr, Hakim bin Hizam, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for something, and he gave me. And I asked him again, and he gave me, and said, O Hakim, this wealth is green and sweet, that is, as tempting as fruits. And whoever takes it without greed, then he is blessed in it. And whoever takes it with greediness, he is not blessed in it, and he is like one who eats and never gets satisfied. The upper, that is, giving hand, is better than the lower, that is, taking hand. Hakim added, I said, O Allah's Messenger, by him who has sent you with the truth, I will never demand anything from anybody after you till I die. Afterwards, Abu Bakr used to call Hakim to give him something, but he refused to accept anything from him. Then Umar called him to give him something, but he refused. Then Umar said, O Muslims, I offered to him, that is, Hakim, his share which Allah has ordained for him from this booty, and he refuses to take it. Thus, Hakim did not ask anybody for anything after the Prophet, peace be upon him, till he died. May Allah bestow his mercy upon him. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. I heard Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saying, Every one of you is a guardian and is responsible for his charges. The ruler, that is, Imam, is a guardian and responsible for his subjects and a man is a guardian of his family and is responsible for his charges, and a lady is a guardian in the house of her husband and is responsible for her charge, and a servant is a guardian of the property of his master and is responsible for his charge. I think he also said, and a man is a guardian of the property of his father. Chapter On If Somebody Founds an Endowment or bequeaths his relatives by a will. Is it permissible? And who are considered as relatives? Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abu Talha, 
Give your garden to the poor amongst your relatives. So he gave it to Hassan and Ubay bin Ka'b. Anas added in another narration, So he gave it to Hassan and Ubay bin Ka'b, who were nearer relatives to him than I. The relation between Hassan and Ubay to Abu Talha was as follows. Abu Talha's name was Zayd, the son of Sahal, the son of Al-Aswad, the son of Haram, the son of Amr, the son of Zayd Manat, the son of Adi, the son of Amr, the son of Malik, the son of An-Najjar. Hassan was the son of Thabit, the son of Al-Mundir, the son of Haram. This means that Abu Talha and Hassan had a common great-grandfather, that is, Haram the third in the line of descent. Hassan and Abu Talha and Ubay had a common ancestor, Amr bin Malik, the sixth in the lineage. As Ubay was the son of Ka'b, the son of Qais, the son of Ubaid, the son of Zayd, the son of Muawiyah, the son of Amr, the son of Malik, the son of An-Najjar. Some scholars say, if one wants to will some of his wealth to one's relatives, they must be among those who share a Muslim common ancestor with one. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet peace be upon him said to Abu Talha, I recommend that you divide this garden amongst your relatives. Abu Talha said, O Allah's Messenger, I will do the same. So Abu Talha divided it among his relatives and cousins. Ibn Abbas said, When the Quranic verse, and warn your tribe, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, of near kindred. Quran, chapter 26, verse 214, was revealed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, started calling the various big families of Quraysh. O Bani Fihr, O Bani Adi, Abu Huraira said, when the verse, and warn your tribe, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, of near kindred, was revealed. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said in a loud voice, O people of Quraysh. Chapter on Are children and women included under the term of relatives concerning wills? Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, when Allah revealed the verse, And warn your tribe, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, of near kindred. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, got up and said, O Quraysh people, or said similar words, Bye that is, save yourselves from the hellfire, as I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. O Bani Abd Manaf, I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. O Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. O Safiya, the aunt of Allah's messenger, I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. O Fatima bint Muhammad, ask me anything from my wealth, but I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. Footnote. Every person should try to protect himself from Allah's punishment by doing good deeds and by showing obedience to Allah and to Allah's messengers, peace be upon him's orders. Nobody can do him any good in this respect, no matter how close a relative he may be. Chapter on Can the founder of an endowment have the benefit of his endowment? Umar may Allah be pleased with him stipulated that the administrator of an endowment could eat from the yield of the endowment. The founder of an endowment or somebody else may be the trustee of the endowment. Similarly, 
If one offers a badana, that is, camel for sacrifice, or something else in Allah's cause, he is allowed to benefit by it in the same way as others benefit by it, even if he did not stipulate that. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, saw a man driving a badana and said to him, Ride on it. The man said, O Allah's Messenger, it is a badana. The Prophet, peace be upon him, repeated his order, and on the third or fourth time, he said, Ride it, woe to you, or said, May Allah be merciful to you. Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, saw a man driving a badana and said to him, Ride on it. And on the second or the third time, he added, Woe to you. Chapter On If one declares his wish to found an endowment, his endowment is valid even before its conveyance to those for whom it is intended. As Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, founded an endowment and said that it was not sinful for its administrator to eat from its yield, but he did not specify whether he, that is Umar, or someone else would be its administrator. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Abu Talha, I recommend that you should divide it, that is, the garden, among your relatives. So Abu Talha agreed and distributed it among his relatives and his cousins. Chapter on When someone says, My house is sadaqah, that is, gift of charity, for Allah's sake, and does not specify whether it is for the poor or for some other people, then the sadaqah is valid and he can give it to his relatives or whomever he wishes. The Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed Abu Talha when he said, The most beloved of my property is the garden of Bayruha, and I wish to give it in charity for Allah's sake. The Prophet, peace be upon him, considered his deed valid. Some say that it is invalid unless it is specified as to whom the sadaqah is to be given. But the first statement, that is, that it is valid, is more correct. Chapter on If someone says, My land or my garden is sadaqah for Allah's sake on my mother's behalf, his sadaqah is valid even if he did not specify to whom it is to be given. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. The mother of Sa'ad bin Ubadah died in Sa'ad's absence. He said, O Allah's Messenger, my mother died in my absence. Will it be of any benefit for her if I give sadaqah on her behalf? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Sa'ad said, I make you a witness that I gave my garden called Al-Mikhraf in charity on her behalf. Footnote. Sadaqah here means charity. See Hadith number 2762. Chapter on It is permissible for one to give part of his wealth or some of his slaves or animals in charity or as an endowment. Narrated Ka'ab bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. I said, O Allah's Messenger, for the acceptance of my repentance, I wish to give all of my property in charity for Allah's sake, through his messenger, peace be upon him. He said, It is better for you to keep some of the property for yourself. I said, Then I will keep my share in Khaybar. Chapter on 
Whoever gave something to his representative to give in charity, and then the latter returned it to him. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, when the holy verse, by no means shall you attain al-bir, piety, righteousness, it means here Allah's reward, that is paradise, unless you spend of that which you love. Quran, chapter 3, verse 92, was revealed. Abu Talha went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, Allah, the Blessed, the Superior, states in his book, By no means shall you attain al-bir, unless you spend of that which you love. Quran, chapter 3, verse 92, And the most beloved property to me is Bayruha, which was a garden where Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, used to go to sit in its shade and drink from its water. I give it to Allah and His Messenger, peace be upon Him, hoping for Allah's reward in the hereafter. So, O Allah's Messenger, use it as Allah orders you to use it. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon Him, said, Bravo, O Abu Talha, it is fruitful property. We have accepted it from you and now we return it to you. Distribute it amongst your relatives. So Abu Talha distributed it amongst his relatives amongst whom were Ubay and Hassan. When Hassan sold his share of that garden to Muawiyah, he was asked, How do you sell Abu Talha's sadaqah? He replied, Why should not I sell a saw of dates for a saw of money? The garden was situated in the courtyard of the palace of Bani Jadila, built by Muawiyah. Footnote 1 the statement, which was a garden where Allah's Messenger used to go to sit in its shade and drink from its water, is said by Anas. Footnote 2. Regarding the question, Why should not I sell a saw of dates for a saw of money? shows that Kaab did not give his garden as an endowment. Otherwise, Hassan could not have sold it. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty and when the relatives and the orphans and al-masakin, the poor, are present at the time of division, give them out of the property. Quran, chapter 4, verse 8 Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. Some people claim that the provision in the above verse is abrogated. By Allah, it is not abrogated, but the people have stopped acting upon it. There are two kinds of guardians who are in charge of the inheritance. One is that who inherits. Such a person should give of what he inherits to the relatives, the orphans, and the needy, etc. The other is that who does not inherit. Example, the guardian of the orphans. Such a person should speak kindly and say to those who are present at the time of distribution, I cannot give it to you, as the wealth belongs to the orphans. Chapter on It is recommended that something should be given in charity on behalf of a person who dies suddenly and the execution of the vows of the deceased. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, a man said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, My mother died suddenly, and I think that if she could speak, she would have given in charity. May I give in charity on her behalf? He, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Give in charity on her behalf. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. 
Sa'ad bin Ubadah, may Allah be pleased with him, asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, for his legal opinion, saying, My mother died, and she had had an unfulfilled vow. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Fulfill it on her behalf. Chapter on The Witnesses in the Foundation of an Endowment or in Giving in Charity Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, that the mother of Sa'ad bin Ubadah, may Allah be pleased with her, the brother of Bani Sa'idah, died in Sa'ad's absence. So he came to the Prophet, saying, O Allah's Messenger, my mother died in my absence. Will it benefit her if I give sadaqah in charity on her behalf? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Yes. Sa'ad said, I take you as my witness that I give my garden al-Mikhraf in charity on her behalf. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty And give unto orphans their property And do not exchange your bad things for their good ones And devour not their substance by adding it to your substance Surely this is a great sin And if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphan girls Then marry other women of your choice Quran Chapter 4 Verse 2 and verse 3 Narrated Az-Zuhri Urwah bin Az-Zubayr said that he asked Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, about the meaning of the Qur'anic verse. And if you fear that you shall not be able to deal justly with the orphan girls, then marry other women of your choice. Qur'an, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3 Aisha said, It is about a female orphan under the guardianship of her guardian, who is inclined towards her because of her beauty and wealth, and likes to marry her with a mahr, less than what is given to women of her standard. So they, that is, guardians, were forbidden to marry the orphans unless they paid them a full appropriate mahr. Otherwise, they were ordered to marry other women instead of them. Later on, the people asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, about it. So Allah revealed the following verse. They ask your legal instruction, O Muhammad, peace be upon him, concerning women. Say, Allah instructs you about them. Quran, chapter 4, verse 127. And in this verse, Allah indicated that if the orphan girl was beautiful and wealthy, her guardian would have the desire to marry her without giving her an appropriate mahr equal to what her peers could get. But if she was undesirable, for lack of beauty or wealth, then he would not marry her, but seek to marry some other woman instead of her. So, since he did not marry her when he had no inclination towards her, he had no right to marry her when he had an interest in her, unless he treated her justly by giving her a full mahr and securing all her rights. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty And try orphans as regards their intelligence until they reach the age of marriage. If then you find sound judgment in them, release their property to them, but consume it not wastefully and hastily, fearing that they should grow up. And whoever amongst the guardians is rich, he should take no wages, but if he is poor, let him have for himself what is just and reasonable according to his labor. And when you release their property to them, 
take witnesses in their presence, and Allah is all-sufficient in taking account. There is a share for men and a share for women from what is left by parents and those nearest related, whether the property be small or large, a legal share. Quran Chapter 4 Verse 6 and Verse 7 Chapter on How a Guardian is to Deal with an Orphan's Wealth and What He Can Eat Thereof According to His Labor Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. In the lifetime of Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, Umar gave in charity some of his property, a garden of date palms called Thamgh. Umar said, O Allah's Messenger, I have some property which I prize highly and I want to give it in charity. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Give it in charity, that is, as an endowment, with its land and trees, on the condition that the land and trees will neither be sold nor given as a present, nor bequeathed, but the fruits are to be spent in charity. So Umar gave it in charity, and it was for Allah's cause, the emancipation of slaves, for the poor, for guests, for travelers, and for kinsmen. The person acting as its administrator could eat from it reasonably and fairly, and could let a friend of his eat from it, provided he had no intention of becoming wealthy by its means. Narrated Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her. The following verse. And whoever amongst the guardian is rich, he should take no wages. But if he is poor, let him have for himself what is just and reasonable. Quran Chapter 4 verse 6, was revealed in connection with the guardian of an orphan. And it means that if he is poor, he can have for himself from the orphan's wealth what is just and reasonable according to his labor, from the orphan's share of the inheritance. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty Verily those who unjustly eat up the property of orphans, they eat up only fire into their bellies, and they will be burnt in the blazing fire. Quran, Chapter 4, Verse 10 Narrated Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Avoid the seven great destructive sins. The people inquired, O Allah's Messenger, what are they? He said, To join others in worship along with Allah. To practice sorcery. To kill the life which Allah has forbidden except for a just cause according to Islamic law, to eat up riba, usury, to eat up an orphan's wealth, to show one's back to the enemy and fleeing from the battlefield at the time of fighting, and to accuse chaste women who never even think of anything touching chastity and are good believers. Footnote Riba, usury, which is of two major kinds. The first is riba nasiya, that is, interest on lent money. The second is riba fadl, that is, taking a superior thing of the same kind of goods by giving more of the same kind of goods of inferior quality. For example, dates of superior quality for dates of inferior quality in greater amount. Islam strictly forbids all kinds of usury. Chapter on Allah's Statement and they ask you concerning orphans. Say, the best thing is to work honestly in their property, and if you mix your affairs with theirs, 
then they are your brothers, and Allah knows him who means mischief, example, to swallow their property, from him who means good, example, to save their property. And if Allah had wished, he could have put you into difficulties. Truly, Allah is almighty, all-wise. Quran, chapter 2, verse 220. Nafi'i said, Ibn Umar never refused to be appointed as a guardian. The most beloved thing to Ibn Sirin concerning an orphan's wealth was that the orphan's advisors and guardians would assemble to decide what is best for him. When Tawus was asked about something concerning an orphan's affairs, he would recite, And Allah knows him who means mischief from him who means good. Quran, chapter 2, verse 220. Ata said, Concerning some orphans, the guardian is to provide for the young and the old orphans according to their needs from their shares. Chapter 1 The employment of an orphan on a journey and at home, provided it is beneficial for him, and it is obligatory for the mother and the stepfather of an orphan to look after him even if they were not his guardians. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, when Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, came to Al-Madinah, he did not have any servant. Abu Talha, Anas's stepfather, took me to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, Anas is a wise boy, so let him serve you. So I served him at home and on journeys. If I did anything, he never asked me why I did it. And if I refrained from doing anything, he never asked me why I refrained from doing it. Chapter on If somebody gives a piece of land as an endowment and does not mark its boundaries, the endowment is valid. The same is applied to objects of charity. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. Abu Talha had the greatest wealth of date palms amongst the Ansar in Al-Madinah, and he prized above all his wealth his garden Bayruha which was situated opposite the mosque of the Prophet, peace be upon him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to enter it and drink from its fresh water. When the following divine verse were revealed, By no means shall you attain al-bir, piety, righteousness. Here it means Allah's reward, that is, paradise, unless you spend in Allah's cause of that which you love. Quran, chapter 3, verse 92. Abu Talha got up saying, O Allah's Messenger, Allah says, By no means shall you attain al-bir, unless you spend in Allah's cause of that which you love. And I prize Bayruha above all my wealth, which I want to give in charity for Allah's sake, hoping for its reward from Allah, so you can use it as Allah directs you. On that, the Prophet peace be upon him said, Bravo! It is a profitable or perishable property. Ibn Maslama is not sure as to which word is right, that is, profitable or perishable. I have heard what you have said, and I recommend that you distribute this amongst your relatives. On that, Abu Talha said, O Allah's Messenger, I will do as you have suggested. So Abu Talha distributed that garden amongst his relatives and cousins. Narrated Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. A man said to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, 
My mother has died. Will it benefit her if I give in charity on her behalf? The Prophet, peace be upon him, replied in the affirmative. The man said, I have a garden and I make you a witness that I give it in charity on her behalf. Chapter 1 If a group of persons give a jointly owned piece of land as an endowment, the foundation of the endowment is valid. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered that the mosque be built, he said, O Bani An-Najjar, suggest to me the price of this garden of yours. They replied, By Allah, we will demand its price from none but Allah. Chapter on How to Write the Endowment Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. When Umar got a piece of land in Khaybar, he came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, I have got a piece of land, better than which I have never got. So, what do you advise me regarding it? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If you wish, you can keep it as an endowment to be used for charitable purposes. So Umar gave the land in charity, that is, as an endowment, on the condition that the land would neither be sold, nor given as a present, nor bequeathed, and its yield would be used for the poor the kinsmen, the emancipation of slaves, jihad, and for guests and travelers, and its administrator could eat in a reasonable, just manner, according to his labor, and he also could feed his friends without intending to store anything from it in order to become wealthy by its means. Chapter on The usufruct of an endowment may be spent for the wealthy, the poor, and the guests. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, got some property in Khaybar, and he came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and informed him about it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, If you wish, you can give it in charity. So Umar gave it in charity, that is, as an endowment, the yield of which was to be used for the good of the fuqara, the poor, al-masakin, the poor, the kinsmen, and the guests. Chapter on the foundation of an endowment of a piece of land for building a mosque. Narrated Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him. When Allah's messenger, peace be upon him, came to Al Madina, he ordered that a mosque be built. He said, O Bani An Najjar, suggest to me the price for this garden of yours. They replied, By Allah. We will demand its price from none but Allah. Chapter on Giving Animals, particularly horses, and property, and gold, and silver as endowments. Az Zuhri was asked if somebody founds an endowment of 1000 dinar and gives the sum to his boy who is a trader to invest it in business and declares that the profit of the money will be given in charity to the poor and the relatives. Does the founder have the right to use anything of the profit of the 1,000 dinar? And if he does not assign its profit to the poor, as Zuhri said, he does not have the right to use anything of it, that is, in either case. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. Once Umar gave a horse in charity to be used in Allah's cause, jihad, holy fighting. 
It had been given to him by Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him. Umar gave it to a man in charity to use it in Allah's cause. Then Umar was informed that the man has put that horse for sale. So he asked Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, whether he could buy it back. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, replied, You should neither buy nor take back what you have given in charity. Chapter on The Salary of the Administrator of an Endowment Narrated Abu Huraira, May Allah be pleased with him. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, My heirs will not inherit a dinar or a dirham, that is, money, for whatever I leave, excluding the adequate support of my wives and the wages of my employees, is to be given in charity. Narrated Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him. When Umar founded an endowment, he stipulated that its administrator could eat from it and also feed his friend without intending to store anything for himself from it in order to become wealthy. Chapter on If somebody keeps a piece of land or a well as an endowment, or stipulates that he should benefit by its water as the other Muslims do, will this be permissible? Anas kept a house as an endowment, and whenever he came to Al-Madinah, he used to stay in it. Az-Zubayr gave his house in charity, that is, as an endowment, and told his divorced daughters to dwell therein without harming or being harmed. But if any of them remarried, she would have no right to stay there. Ibn Umar kept his share from his father's house to be inhabited by the needy amongst Abdullah's family, that is, his own family. Abu Abdul Rahman narrated, When Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him, was circled by the rebels, he looked upon them from above and said, I ask you by Allah, I ask nobody but the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Don't you know that Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, said, Whoever will buy and dig the well of Ruma will be granted paradise, and I bought and dug it? Don't you know that he said, Whoever equipped the army of Usra, that is, the books Ghazwa, will be granted paradise, and I equipped it? They attested whatever he said. When Umar founded his endowment, he said, Its administrator can eat from it. The management of the endowment can be taken over by the founder himself or any other person, for both cases are permissible. Chapter on It is permissible for the founder of an endowment to say, We will demand its price from none but Allah. Narrated Anas, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, At the time of building the mosque, O Bani An-Najjar, suggest to me the price for your garden. They replied, We will demand its price from none but Allah. Chapter on The Statement of Allah Almighty O you who believe, when death approaches any of you, and you make a bequest, then take the testimony of two just men of your own folk, or two others from outside, up to Allah guides not the people who are al-fasiqoon, the rebellious and disobedient. Quran, chapter 5, verse 106-108 Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him, said, A man from the tribe of Bani Sahim went out in the company of Tamim ad-Dari, 
and Adi bin Badda, the man of Bani Sahm, died in a land where there was no Muslim. When Tamim and Adi returned, conveying the property of the deceased, they claimed that they had lost a silver bowl with gold engraving. Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, made them take an oath to confirm their claim. And then the bowl was found in Mecca with some people who claimed that they had bought it from Tamim and Adi. Then two witnesses from the relatives of the deceased got up and swore that their witnesses were more valid than the witnesses of Adi and Tamim and that the bowl belonged to their deceased fellow. So, this verse was revealed in connection with this case. O you who believe, when death approaches any of you. Quran, Chapter 5 Verse 106 Chapter 1 The Payments of the Debts of the Deceased by the Executor of the Will in the Absence of Other Inheritors Narrated Jabir bin Abdullah al-Ansari May Allah be pleased with him My father was martyred on the day of the Ghazwa of Uhud and left six daughters and some debts to be paid. When the time of plucking the date fruits came I went to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, and said, O Allah's Messenger, you know that my father was martyred on the day of Uhud and owed much debt, and I wish that the creditors would see you. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Go and collect the various kinds of dates and place them separately in heaps. I did accordingly and called him. On seeing him, the creditors started claiming their rights pressingly at that time. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw how they behaved, he went round the biggest heap for three times and sat over it and said, Call your companions, that is, the creditors. Then he kept on measuring and giving them, till Allah cleared all my father's debts. By Allah, it would have pleased me that Allah would clear the debts of my father even though I had not taken a single date to my sisters. But by Allah, all the heaps were complete, as they were, and I looked at the heap where Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, was sitting, and noticed as if not a single date had been taken thereof. Allah Almighty said, So we planted amongst them enmity and hatred. <laughs>